Demoff sets the record straight on the Matthew Stafford trade rumors, how Stafford can have a bounce back year in 23, and the most important Rams heading into the season. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to the episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two time Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you want to check out the video version of the show, join the party on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and let us know. Do you think the Rams tried to trade Matthew Stafford? What are your thoughts on Demoff's comments? We want all your takes. My name is Doug McKay. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. But I'm covering the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA, the People's Champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. On today's show, we continue our countdown of the most important Rams heading into the 2023 season. Matthew Stafford is picked to have a bounce back here. Does he need to have one? And we're going to start with another twist in the Matthew Stafford offseason <laughs> trade drama. But first, Peyton Manning confirmed that we are going to get a second season of the quarterback on Netflix. For the second season, this is who I want to see. I want okay. to see Joe Burrow. I want yes. to see Lamar Jackson. And Ooh. I want to see our boy Stetson Bennett. I mean, a 47-year-old rookie that was drafted to mentor Matthew Stafford. I think that'd be great TV. I, I like those three picks. I really do. I, if we're not going to do a backup, if we're going to do a quasi-starter, maybe we throw Sam Darnold in there who's trying to by, hang in the NFL by his fingernails at this point in San Francisco. But I love Burrow. I love Lamar. I think they fit those two uh, – profiles perfectly it's a great show can't wait for more yeah i think that everyone is really falling in love with kirk cousins my favorite thing about the kirk cousins is him being at extreme tenors <laughs> come on now what is that the extreme tenors i don't know about yeah. that but we got to dive into this because I, this i've never is- seen somebody that is more earnestly corny than kirk cousins like you know what i mean like it's it's not he's not doing a thing it's just his deal and he's wildly corny, and he's deeply likable because of it. He owns. He's like a mad scientist. We need to get yeah. some brain scans while we're doing this show. I mean, he's got me <laughs> rethinking all my routines. I love me some Kirk Cousins, man. But yeah, we have to dive yeah. into this because there yes. is some more, I don't want to call it drama, but another development, another plot twist in the Matthew Stafford offseason. And this comes from Kevin Demoff. Of course, he appeared on the 11 Personnel podcast and he dished on all these offseason rumors. Lots to unpack here. He says, I know there are reports that we tried to trade Matthew. We are not actively trying to trade Matthew. I know Les has rebuffed that before. It's just not the case. It would be naive to think that people didn't inquire about what was going to happen on a player who the year before won a Super Bowl is different than whether people inquire whether there are casual conversations. So he says right there, casual conversations. For yep. me, you say you're fully committed and you're having casual conversations. I don't know about that because the same breath you're saying we're 100% all in, but then the casual conversations doesn't make too much sense to me. That's like your wife saying, I'm committed to this marriage, but hey, if I can trade you for Ryan Gosling, I'm going to do that. And we know that the Chiefs aren't saying this about 
Patrick Mahomes, the Bengals about Joe Burrow, the Bills for Josh Allen. That's my read on the situation. Just so we're clear, I would get traded for John Bon Jovi in this analogy, but that's how it goes in the uh, in the Rogers household. But yeah, it's uh, it, look, I, I I say this a lot because I believe it's that it's true. Two things can be true at the same time; they cannot actively air quotes be trying to trade him, and at the same time, if the phone rings, they're going to pick it up and listen to what the other person on the other end of the line has to say. I I, I think that. In a couple of years of doing this Locked on Rams podcast, and the everydayers will certainly understand this, I like to look at these things from a 30,000-foot view. I, I like to look at them big picture as opposed – I think that Kevin Demoff is, is is telling the truth. I don't think that – that in it, by his definition, they didn't call the other 31 teams and say, hey, you want Matthew Stafford because we want to get him the heck out of here. I don't think it was that. I think it was more, hey, we're going to listen. What does it mean, I think, is the more interesting part. I think what it means is they are doing exactly what I thought they were doing with what they've done with their team since the end of last season, which is they're open to anything. They're trying to get better down the line. They're trying to improve for 2024, 2025. They're trying to get to a point where they have flexibility in their cap, in their roster, in their construction, in their draft status. And if Matthew Stafford would have allowed them to accelerate their process, I think they would have explored it. I don't think they were trying to shove him out the door necessarily, but they're open to whatever may come. Demoff didn't change my mind as far as that they weren't doing it or restructuring. This is exactly what I thought it was where everybody's available as long as they hear something that they like. Yeah, when it comes to Demoff, and we know his job, his job is to make this organization look good by any means. And to me, I'm fluent in Demoff. I'm fluent in Andrew Friedman. You have to understand that these guys, they're paid what they're paid to make this organization save face in certain situations. And I think in the offseason, you have to do your due diligence. You have to listen to phone calls, have conversations. That's just a part of the NFL. And if you don't believe that, then, hey, you just don't know how the – inner workings of this league really go on. And But I do think it's really interesting that he denied that the Rams wanted to redo Stafford's deal. He said the team is fully prepared to keep on the books on mm-hmm. a contract that has an affordable cap hit of $20 million this year, but cap hits of around $50 million a year for the next three years. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, he goes on to say, the part that frustrated me was this notion that we were trying to get away from the $59 million, and that was the only way to do it through trade. That tells you that you didn't have an understanding of the situation situation Matthew Stafford after 2022 were guaranteed so those dollars he says were guaranteed he says we could have walked away this year free and clear for zero dollars no future money owed so there was no need to restructure if you went out of Matthew Stafford's deal we could have walked away we didn't have to trade him to relieve the 58 and a half million now my response to that is he says they didn't have to do that but if you had cut him and you had quote saved 59 million the Rams would have cut him. They would have been on the hook for $63 million for zero years of that extension and it would have had significant salary cap implications. So I don't necessarily buy that. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I, I don't think that the, the idea of just saying, well, we'll just cut you after one year of winning the Super Bowl <laughs> is a realistic you know, option at that point. The Rams, I think, thought that they had a chance to be a very good team last year. I think that if they wanted to do that, uh, Matthew Stafford was going to be a big part of that. The, I, I keep coming back to this. The, the the way that these things in the NFL work with the dead money and the cap hit and stretching out and all these things and we could trade you here and we get this, fine, whatever. I It, it makes my head hurt to think about all this stuff. <laughs> Did they say there's no way we're getting rid of this man? No. If you heard the Chiefs talk about Patrick Mahomes, they wouldn't talk about him like this. If you heard the Buffalo Bills 
talk about Josh Allen. They wouldn't talk about him like this. If you had Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, they wouldn't talk about him. They're open for business, whether that means restructuring, whether that means cutting, whether that means trading, whether that means playing somebody else because of poor they are open for business. This is not a team that is a player away. We're going to keep our guys, run it back one more year. They are looking to make their team better, full stop. If that means Aaron Donald's got to go, that means they'll listen. If that means that Matthew Stafford's got to go, it means they'll listen. If that means that Cooper Cup has an opportunity somewhere else, it means they'll listen. They are open for business to make this team better over a larger period of time to open that window even larger than it is, whether they could cut, walk away, all of those things, fine. I believe everybody. I'm sure everybody has a kernel of truth in these things. Look at what they do. Don't listen to what they say. That is exactly how it goes down, right? And these organizations, save for a handful of guys that are younger than in their primes, everyone is available at the right price. Like, I love my house. I actually don't own a house I rent. But if I did own a house, if you offer me a certain amount of money and you're overpaying, I have to yes. listen to that offer, right? You have to do that. So it does make sense. But we have to also talk about what Mike Florio said. Of course, noted Rams hater. Of course, everyone always thinks that everyone hates your team. But right. Mike Florio, you kind of have to tell you with a – a, a grain of salt the size of the rock of Gibraltar on this one. But he says it is a bullcrap story. All due respect, bullcrap. You're going to walk away from Stafford's contract after one year, two years after giving up all that stuff to get him. You weren't going to walk away with nothing. That doesn't look good. That looks horrible to the casual fans that you're trying to court into L.A. It looks bad for the organization. It looks like you screwed up. What is your reaction to Mike Florio's comments, Travis? I think that's about right. I, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that they're bullcrap the way that Mike Florio did. I Again, I think that there's – it's true. Like if you put Kevin Demoff on a lie detector or had him testify in court, what he's saying is true. They could have done these things, but I think that what – Mike Florio is getting at is more true, which is, look, there's not just the we can do these things, but is there any realistic world where you would have done those things? And I think that's what Florio is getting at. And I think he's mostly right that to get away from Jared Goff, to go to Matthew Stafford, to invest the way that you did in him, to win the Super Bowl. And then, you know, before they've swept up all the confetti in front of the Coliseum to hit the detonator and say, OK, we're done. We're going on to the next thing would have been incredibly difficult to do and not a realistic could they sure would they have ever actually gotten around to doing it it seems very unlikely exactly and look you also have to consider that Demoff's job is he said what he had to say in the position that he had yeah. he can't go out there and say these things that we tried to trade it we try to redo his contract that would not look good standpoint they, they got to play a season that's coming up here, yeah. right? You you, ha you have to make sure that everybody kind of understands what's going on. You could, I, I think the players know. I think most fans know. I think most media members understand that this is the game. This is the job. These are the things that need to be said. Yeah, the most important thing, too, is Stafford locks in. He's healthy, and he has himself a really nice year. We're going to talk about a bounce back here. We're not halfway there like Bon Jovi. We're one-third there. So coming up here in our next segment, we're talking about a bounce back here for Matthew Stafford. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit 
fantasy picks of the week. All right, so if you're looking to make a smooth turn in your fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you will be guaranteed to have a winning one-two punch of workhorse power in your backfield when you take the Colts' Jonathan Taylor and the Browns' Nick Chubb back-to-back. While Taylor is a perfect rebound candidate and a more friendly, run-friendly overall offense in Indianapolis, Chubb is also set to dominate with more of a combined workload in Cleveland. So there you go. That is Vinny's picks right there. Vinny is giving you all of these from Locked On Fantasy Football. He's going to help you with our Fantasy Football Championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a f- perfect fit. And that, of course, is the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it right and they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car because ebay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time so go forth switch gears crank the ac and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fits your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible terms only exclusions apply ebay country let's ride (laughs) and we are off and running here on locked on rams thank you for making locked on rams your first listen every single day Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you. And you can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is free. Just listen every day and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But Travis, here in our second segment, a little more Matthew Stafford talk. Rich Eisen, he dropped a top five list where he listed five quarterbacks that need to have a bounce back year this season. And he had Matthew Stafford at number five. Now I've seen some Rams fans out there. see some NFL fans saying, Hey, maybe Stafford could win NFL comeback player of the year. My response to that is if DeMar Hamlin puts half a toe on the field next season, (laughs) who's winning that award. So I don't think that's that's a possibility. Yeah. I think DeMar has the inside track on that. I, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, Look, yeah, he needs to play a lot better. He needs a bounce back season that when he played last year, he was bad and he didn't play very much. Right. We saw him have the uh, was a spinal compression injury, I think was the official uh, terminology that they used for his injury. Matthew Stafford is still a very good player, but he needs all of the pieces around him to be playing at a reasonably high level for him to get it done. It's an important year for him moving forward for all the things that we just talked about in the first segment. Is he going to be the Rams quarterback in 2024 and beyond? I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with how they play this year, how many games they win, where do they land in the draft, and how he looks. If he looks like the Matthew Stafford that we saw for the vast majority of the time in Detroit, if he looks like the Matthew Stafford that we saw in their Super Bowl winning season, then sure, he's only 35 years old. He's not an older player. That in the, the NFL right now, that's about the, 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 the late half of your prime in the NFL. So there's some tread on those tires if he can stay healthy. If the opposite of what I just said happens, then I think you're going to see an accelerated push to restructure or cut or any of these other euphemisms we're using so they can move on to the next guy. 
Exactly. I think you said it best. Look, this is a guy that when he was healthy, when he had offensive line, he was performing at a high level. He was an elite quarterback. Last season, we talked about the edges sketch, kind of just forget about last season because of all the injuries, because of the injuries that he sustained. And yes, 10 touchdowns and eight interceptions in nine games. That's a bad year for Matthew Stafford. When you're coming off a season where you're through 50 touchdowns combined regular season and postseason, we kind of dove into the numbers, kind of the specifics on Stafford, what he needs to do to succeed. But as far as him having a bounce back year, I still feel like almost like he's beat the video game and he's now on story mode. And he's just really trying to add that icing on the cake as far as his Hall of Fame case. So does he need to have one? I don't know if I know, think he needs to have one. I think he needs to have one for this team to have success. That's for sure. But you, you just, you bring up something really interesting. And, and I think that's that, look, Matthew Stafford put up video game numbers in the first half of his career. Not even say the first half, the, the, his Lions career was loaded with stats and absolutely devoid of meaningful victories. His Rams career has been unbelievably successful where he went one for one, won the Super Bowl next year. He can almost kind of throw it out because of the injuries and everything else. But you're right. Like, what, what is the story of Matthew Stafford? Is this a guy that caught lightning in a bottle for one year in L.A. and won the Super Bowl? Or is he going to become one of those guys we look at really differently and the guys that we look at really differently are guys that go to the super bowl more than one time guys that that play in the playoffs over and over and have big moments and that's kind of where he is and and if he can get this thing back on track and look i i don't think the rams are going to have a playoff type of season but that doesn't mean it can't happen next year that doesn't mean that they can't be back in it sooner than later with him still there and it is an important part of his legacy i i i think you're right i think that's an important part of what he needs to get done yeah, and I think it makes you wonder, what if he was with a sustainable, a perennial playoff organization like the Rams for his entire yeah. career? Of course, they call him Nightwind Stafford with Detroit. What if he was in an organization like the Chiefs or the Patriots? Things might look a little different as far as his reputation. I think that everyone knows that when he's on the field with a winning team, he does not take a backseat to anyone. So still a lot of talent, still has some left in the tank, in my opinion. But when you look at some of these other guys on the list, and does Stafford have a better chance of having a bounce back? year than them i look at mac jones i mean mac jones yeah i mean i think interesting bill o'brien back with the patriots but everyone says oh he was a winner in college that's why we drafted him yeah put him on the akron zips how would he perform there right you look at deshaun watson i mean you're talking about a guy that they thought was going to hit the ground running in cleveland if you look at his pff overall grade it was under 60 after having a grade over 92 with the texans you look at Derek carr I mean, he has better weapons. Is he going to have a good year? And then Russell Wilson, I think to me, I think it's between almost Russell Wilson and Stafford if they're both healthy because Russell Wilson, yes, he's the king of cringe. Yes, we know that, but he has Sean Payton. I think that's going to go a long way. Hold on. I'm, I'm high-fiving invisible fans here in the studio getting ready for uh, Russell Wilson's comeback <laughs> yeah, season. Him, that, that guy is just un insufferable. <laughs> I, just, I just can't with him. But that, that's a whole other topic for a, a whole other day. But Wilson's a great choice. I think that Deshaun Watson is a good – look, put – Deshaun Watson's deal over there and just we're going to I'm going to try to separate the two things. He didn't play football for basically two years. Right. So to knock off that rust, I think, takes a little time. If he has another bad year, then I don't think it's rust. I think it's just over. If he can come back and play, I think he's a really good candidate for that. Mac Jones is at on his best day, a mediocre NFL quarterback. And, you know, Derek Carr, we'll see. You know, he's on another bad team, so I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a bounce-back situation. Wilson's interesting with Sean Payton and Deshaun Watson on a team that's got a ton of talent. 
is interesting. But I, I think you're right. I think Matthew Stafford's right after those two guys. He absolutely is. And I, that definitely isn't not the wrong time to talk about Russell Wilson being Captain Cringe. Why do I feel like he's going to retire and he's going to own a used car dealership in Denver and the slogan is going to be Broncos country, let's drive. <laughs> I just feel like that's going to happen for Mr. Unlimited. But yeah, I think for me, I mean, right. Nathaniel Hackett, he was incompetent last year. He asked Wilson to run his offense instead of deploying what worked well for him in Seattle. So hopefully he changes that up if you're Russell Wilson. But I think Matthew Stafford, we talked about it, our everyday listeners will know that he's going to be motivated. He's going to be fired up this season. You don't think he's reading all this stuff. I mean, it feels like Matthew Stafford is the most discussed quarterback in the NFL right now. He might be because the, the what happened to the Rams last year was genuinely shocking that, that they were coming in as the Super Bowl champions. They'd re-signed all of their marquee players more or less, you know, obviously a couple of exceptions like Von Miller and whatnot, but they added Allen Robinson. They had Sean McVay. They had the quarterback. All these, you're getting ready for another 10, 11, 12 win season. And let's see what happens in the playoffs. And they face planted. And, and when we're, we're looking for reasons as to why it happened, the quarterback's always going to get a, a disproportionate amount of the criticism and the, and the praise. And it is landing on him. And he is at a certain age. And he was injury prone. And we really only have seen extraordinary performances on the biggest stage once from him. So which is the reality? The guy that was great for the Rams or the guy that was good on a bad team in Detroit? And I think this season is going to give us a little bit more uh, information. I think he's terrific. I think he's a great, great quarterback. But he needs help like every other quarterback in the league. And I don't know if the Rams have that for him. And he can't take those hits like it's Detroit. No. He can still play. He can't run around. It's not as mobile as he once was. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have the arm. Doesn't mean he doesn't have the talent. And I think, look, let's be clear here. Extending Matthew Stafford wasn't the issue. Not drafting and developing a competent offensive line, that to me was. And that really yes. is the big issue. And that kind of falls on the organization. So I absolutely agree with Rich. I think he is a top five candidate. I don't think he needs to necessarily as far as his career and everything from that standpoint. But I still think that he is going to be motivated. I think this Rams team, they need him to have a big year. I hope they keep him because franchise quarterbacks, they don't grow on trees. Nope. You can reload 2024, go after it. But coming up in our final segment, we're going to continue our most important Rams countdown. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. And welcome back to Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you want to check out the video version of the show, find us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're going to continue our countdown to the most important Rams heading into the 2023 season, starting with number 11, Jordan Fuller. Now, Fuller, he missed 14 games in 22 due to hamstring injury. They just could not get it right. Played just three games, made one start, had 12 tackles, one forced fumble, two missed tackles, a 76.2 run defense grade, a 55.5 coverage grade. They're going to need this guy to step up to really anchor that defense as one of the veterans on this Rams D. Yeah, I, I like where you have him. I think that's about exactly right because they need somebody on the back end of the defense to kind of be the guy that everybody looks at, that everybody turns to, that everybody kind of trusts to make the right read, understand the coverage, be in the right place at the right time, and not be the guy that turns around and says, oh, man, that's my mistake, as somebody runs right past him. That, that, we've had that. We've seen that. That was 
Taylor Rapp's job previously, where everybody turns around and looks at him like, dude, really? Like, again? And they need somebody to be that guy. I think Fuller's the best option for it. Like you said, he missed a lot of time last year, but he's been in and around the facility, the program, the organization. I think he understands what Raheem Morris wants from him. I think it's a great position for him and, and a huge opportunity because, again, like we've talked about, uh, you know, all offseason long, DMAC, the everydayers will certainly know this. There is nothing but opportunity back there. I don't know if anybody has a position that's just absolutely locked up that it's theirs no matter what happens. Uh, there's there's tons of chances for guys to make names for themselves, and Fuller's near the top of the list. Yeah, he's another guy. You just have to forget about the 2022 yep. season because when he was healthy, they were going with Rab. They were going with Scott. It was not the Fuller that we saw in 2021 where he started 16 games, where he was big against the run, where he proved he could match up with big athletic tight ends. They need that version of Jordan Fuller this season. He's the most experienced defensive back on this Rams team heading into the year. They're going to need a big year for him if this Rams going to be at least an average defense heading into the year and throughout the season. But coming at number 10, we talked about this guy a lot, of course, is running back Cam Akers. Now, I kind of find it interesting coming off our show yesterday, and our everyday listeners will know, talking about the importance of that running back position. And here is a running back is 10 on a 53-man roster. So that looks like a guy who is important, but... Last year, of course, you know, he's bent for Henderson. We won. They tried to trade him. He comes back. He has a strong finish of the year. But just on a scale of just how important he is to this team, when you look at the running backs they have, do you think this is accurate top 10 on my list? I, I do for the simple simple reason that somebody has to do it. That maybe if we want to take Cam Akers' name off of it and just say running back, I think may be a better way of looking at it. And he's going to get the first crack to be that running back. They're going to need production out of that position. They're going to need production on the ground. They're going to need production in the passing game. They're going to need protect. They're going to need production in pass pro too, right? They, I know we talked about Todd Gurley yesterday, but. Todd Gurley could block. Todd Gurley not only could catch it and run it, but Todd Gurley was good in pass pro, and they're going to need that as well. It's a big part of what McVay does in his offense. So Cam Akers certainly gets the first crack at it. He slash whoever gets that job, it's an incredibly important job, and an opportunity is there for them as well. Yeah, I'm bullish on Cam Akers heading into this year. The way he finished, 512 yards in his final six games, had those three 100-yard games to finish the year. And I think that he knows what's at stake for him. I think he knows that if he has a good year this year, the future is going to look bright for him. Yes, the running back position, we know they're pretty much going to go on a strike like it's the rider's strike right now. But still, (laughs) if he wants to have an impact moving forward, it has to start this year. Now, he should be the clear-cut RB1 for the Rams. McVay has said a lot of really nice things about Kyron Williams. They signed Sony Michelle to that minimum deal. They trade up 37 spots to get Zach Evans in the sixth round, but all signs point to acres being the guy for the Rams this year. I I think you said a super important thing right there. Sony Michelle. They did not bring him in here because they like him in the room necessarily. It's just a guy that everybody wants to play cards with and sit next to on the airplane. He's here to play. And, and he's here to play a very specific role. He's here to push Cam Akers. He's here to make sure that if Cam Akers has any of those, you know, what do you want to call it, situations that we had a year ago, that they can put him in there and he's going to be a very close facsimile to what it is. They, 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 Sony Michelle is here to play, to push, to get back on that field. And I, and, and, and I love it because it'll either push Cam Akers to be the player that he can be or you have an option when Cam Akers doesn't do those things. A hundred percent. I'm saying it right now. 
Cam Akers is going to be the Rams' first 1,000-plus yard rusher since 2018. I think he gets double-digit touchdowns. I think he's big for this Rams offense. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And, of course, follow Travis Rogers, the people's champ. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?